Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of This Is Important. Um, today I have a very special guest and an amazing person that has been introduced into my life, and it's kind of crazy how it happened um, and how we're sitting here today doing this episode. And I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this. It's going to be an amazing, I just think that it's going to be an amazing episode. So I have sitting with me, we're going to keep her anonymous. We're going to call her Pat, Miss Pat. Uh, she is my client and um, she was another one of my client's neighbors. And she, it, we just got to talking and all of my clients are like family. And she has a lot of knowledge about a lot of different things and one of them being love because Miss Pat was actually in love like like the love that we all want and that we all desire she had a love like that and that is beautiful and I brought her on today to talk about a few things that she feels is important regarding love and some takeaways and some advice for um, some younger listeners. Miss Pat, how, like in the eight, you don't have to say how old you are, but in the age range, how old are you so that people can understand? Uh, I'm elderly and I'm old enough <laughs> to be the grandma to, to, to a lot of people out there and, and a great grandma. So she's a little older, um, so she's got a lot of advice and a lot of knowledge growing, going over the years, and so, Miss Pat, I just want to jump right into it, and I just want you to take it away with, you know, everything that you think is important about relationships, and just start from the top, start from wherever you want to start. All right, I'd like to start at what I call the beginning, and that was an early love that started in high school and continued on until I graduated dating a young boy who thought we were magically in love and started college and, you know, got engaged and got married at a very young age, only to find out that as life progressed that we built our whole life on luxury and money and there there were less and less feelings all along and we had a child very young rather than enjoying life and trying to make more money and having a big home only to find out in the end that I became physically and mentally abused. I will not understand ever why anyone would ever put up with this because the day that the physical abuse happened is the day that it all ended that I walked out and told him when I came back the house should be empty. From that time on there was a divorce and I stayed single for many years, somewhere between five and seven years. And in that time period I still insisted upon going out with my crowd, all had luxury cars and doing all these things. And the funny thing is, one day a friend of mine called me and said that I, as somebody I'd been dating said, I have a friend that wants to meet you. And I was a little leery and I said, well, I don't know, you know. And he said, well, he's going to be playing ball. And his name is Lee. Lee's going to be playing ball on his on his softball team. And maybe you could just meet him there and see him play ball. So we 
met at the game and I watched him play ball well. It started raining. And so he came and he said, well, you know, let's go go get a sandwich somewhere and follow me. So we did and we went to a fast food place. And I pull in in my luxury car and (laughs) he pulls pulls into his older, in with his older pickup truck. (laughs) And, and, And I'm just looking at this and going, oh, what do you do now? What did you get yourself into, Pat? <laughs> so I did. I took my behind out of my luxury car to sit in that pickup truck wow. and order fast food and eat in the truck. At which time he asked me out. And, you know, I'm not very good at saying no to a lot of people and a lot of things. Well, did you like him? He was very personable. He was very personable. But he wasn't your type. Like, he was not at the moment. At the, he wasn't the type that I thought I wanted at that point. So we made a date and everything, and he did. He came to my condominium at this time because I had sold the luxury home and he had a condo. And he came straight from work, and so he wanted to take a nap on my sofa before we went out, and this happened. And so we went out, and we did. We had a lovely time, and he was a a lovely person. Lee is really a lovely person. So we came home, and we set up another date of, I don't know, a couple weeks later. And then this two weeks later, I'm talking to my girlfriend, who also is driving the same type car that I have, and everything's like, I just can't do this. This just isn't for me. And so I made up excuses, and I finally called him, and lied and canceled the date. And then I felt guilty and he called me back. And so we started dating after that period of time. So as time ruled on, this became very serious. And then the we we were happy and he he was very loving and very understanding. And one of the, the worst things that could happen was in his job, he was transferred to be living two hours away from me. Oh, gosh. And you were very serious at this. How long have you guys been together at this point when he was transferred? Probably about a year and a half. Yeah. So so, so this guy who you thought wasn't your type who drives a pickup, you end up getting a relationship with him. And so far in the relationship, a year and a half, did you feel closer to him that you than you had felt with your first husband? I felt closer to him. He... He really and truly cared about my feelings. He didn't care about my car. And, you know, I was perfectly comfortable at this time of sitting in the pickup truck. Yeah. The pickup truck no longer bothered me. It was no longer an icon that bothered me. I was very happy with everything. So once you, like, once you knew him and, like, what he had to offer towards, like, your feelings and, like, genuineness... It's almost like the materialistic things kind of, like, disappeared. It was almost like, how did you ever have that as, like, the the deal breaker in your head? You were like, this is, like, a gem. Like, this personality is where it's at. Like, oh. this pickup truck doesn't even matter at this point. No. So. And he, he also took, took on the responsibility with my child. Her father had, was dating, and he had sent us a letter saying he wasn't going to pick the child up any longer because it was just an inconvenience for him 
And so Lee took over and, and was like, like a stepfather already to my child and participating in activities with the child and with me, which I thought was so loving and so important. And so this carried on for quite a while. And finally we became engaged and it got to the point where I was getting off work when I had two or three days off in a row and driving that two hour drive. So you made it work. To make it work. Because otherwise at this time, there were no cell phones and there was no easy free calling. We would spend hours talking or maybe sleeping on the phone and had terrible telephone bills. <laughs> Did you still have the luxurious car at this time? Oh, yes. Yeah? <laughs> you get that luxurious car. You're like, you know what? Maybe he doesn't have to have one, but I want mine. <laughs> well, we kept it. He hated it, but he drove it. And eventually there, he, he had a new pickup truck. Yeah. And he bought a small car also so that we had had three vehicles. <laughs> so... One year at Christmas time, lo and behold, he arranged a, a scavenger hunt for me in my condo oh. with my child, and I had to <laughs> I had to go looking for all these little tiny packages, which were all charms to put on a charm bracelet, and each one of them was significant that they were memories of things we had gone. Like oh, a pumpkin festival. Oh my gosh. You know, a trip to Indian land and and all the things that we did. Uh, camping. There were so many of them. And in the end, the very last one, the little box, when, when I got to it, he opened it and it was an engagement ring. Oh. And I, I was in tears and... Uh, Pictures were being taken because, you know, there, were, there was a third person on, in on this, the child, who was ready to, to make all the memories last for me and oh, everything. And I'm going to cry during this. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> if I cry. <laughs> so that's, that's where this true love really started and became more and more important in our life. So I left my job and me and my child, we moved to the area where he was because his job was most important. And I was in a position where I could get a job wherever it was. So we relocated to an apartment and we were happy as larks. And so from there, he progressed on up the line in his job to where he was doing quite well. And he just was perfect and we went through life for the longest time until he he was he was several years like 10 to 15 years older than I was to marry this was a you know something you think oh you know who would want an old man but he was retiring he wanted to retire and I told him I said you retire whenever you can the very first day that you can and so he did. And we we retired and a year before he retired we purchased a home in the Southland here where we would be comfortable. It was a small home, but would be close to my family 
who had moved here and could not be transplanted back to cold weather anymore. And we felt that this was the best thing to do. We allowed ourselves to move. I continued to work and the child was now of age and graduating. So this was no problem. The child went on in life on her way. And now it was the two of us. And I never wanted to feel that I wanted to put a leash on him because he still had activities and his friends in the North that he liked to do salmon fishing and snowmobiling and the Indianapolis 500. And I couldn't take off working all these times to do all these things with him. So I never put a leash on him. We never had a lot of money and we did things, small things. We took trips in the automobile to, to see the United States. We could not afford to go to foreign countries. So we had wonderful trips out west. And each time we went somewhere else, you know what always appeared was another silver charm for my bracelets. Oh, Eventually it grew to two bracelets, <laughs> which I still have all these bracelets, and I have hundreds and hundreds of little charms. Ah. And, you know, so I have my whole memory wall is bracelets. So this went on for quite a while. And so then shortly after this, my husband Lee, before anything else, he would just get up and go and get gasoline in the car. I was just going to bring this up and ask you about this. And when when he would come home, he'd say, babe, I thought about you. And he'd toss me a Snickers bar or a pack of gum. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Every time, right? Every single time. Every single time. Or if he were if he were out in a mall or something, he'd come with a Hallmark card. You know, one of those cards that makes you well up with tears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, for sure. And that and you put away in a box somewhere because for the rest of your life you're going to look at them. Yeah. Do you still have all of them? I still have all of them. Oh, They're gosh. still mine forever. Oh, I love that. So, you know, this was a love that was so deep that money was not what needed to happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, he passed on when I was fairly middle-aged. Yeah. How, how, what was the year's difference? How much older was he? He was 14 years older than I was. And so at that point, all my friends were saying, oh, you'll marry again. You're too young. And at that point, you know, I had to look back on my life. The first part of the life, which, you know, was fancy living with somebody who was not loving, to a life which was moderate living, working in my profession, and loving someone who could bring me a candy bar that was better than 12 red roses any day of the year. And I, I didn't feel that it would be fair to myself or to any man at that point to remarry because... You would compare. I would compare them, and I would be an awful wife because nobody (laughs) would ever live up to Lee. And so I've spent all these years alone now 
almost, well, going on maybe 26 years wow. here in this little home that we we have in the South. And I love this house. I will never leave this house. This is where I will be until the day that I pass on. Because this was our home and it has a love in it that nobody could ever duplicate for me. Yeah. And so this just proves that young love is great, but when you're young, you know what you should do? You get out and you take those trips to Europe and all those things because it's just like dust bunnies under your bed. <laughs> you you will have money later on in life when you have a good love and you can you can now trail the United States. You can settle down. You can enjoy each other and your home and your life. I love that. That's it. I love that. So I'm going to just ask you a few questions because that went, that went by really fast. You said you got all of that out really fast and I didn't think it was going to be that quick. And I'm over here crying. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh- <laughs> I just want to, like, talk about, oh, man, you have me lost for words over here. That just, like, there's so many people my age that, including myself, wear high standards. You know what I mean? Like, the man's got to make this amount of money. He's got to do this, and he's got to do this, and you got to have this, and you got to do this. And, and to where it's almost to the point right now in society that you lose sight of what is truly special, which is someone that absolutely adores you. Someone that really takes the time to get to know you. Somebody that really wants to spend their time with you. Someone that would go to the ends of the earth to make you happy. And it's just, I think it's so cool the fact that like in your first marriage you realized Did you realize the red flags immediately and leave? Or did it go on for like a little bit? I saw red flags when it was all mental. But I never expected him to become physical. Uh, He started drinking more and eventually in his life he became an alcoholic and he passed away. But he also went through two other wives who ended up in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. I only had a broken hand. And the day that that happened, I realized that after looking back at the drinking problems and the mental abuse and having a child to raise, that this life wasn't for me or it shouldn't be for anybody else because... You have to get out there in this world and be able to live a life that makes you happy and not depressed and not crying and and having fears. So young women, as, as you're growing and you're getting married, my piece of advice to you is to always keep money of your own, always have your own checking account, and always have escape money if you need it. But don't rush into anything because you're going to live to be an old woman like I am. And you'll you'll have many wonderful memories to sit around 
and think about. You don't have to turn on the TV. You can just get out your charm bracelet or your box oh, of cards. Oh, gosh, you're going to melt me. And you can just look at those because those are most important. And I think, I think that shortly after Lee's death, that I sat here in the chair and I was so mad at him. I was so mad that he left me. And I guess that's part of going through all the stages of death because, you know, in the end, uh, it's created the, the best life that I can have now. And that's what I advise everybody to do is to be happy every day and do good things on earth for somebody that you don't know. And it's just like two weeks ago, I was in the grocery store, and I'm an old woman. <laughs> and I had my groceries, and I'm checking out, and I reach in my purse. There's no wallet. Well, now I'm in tears because I don't know what to do. And the grocery store is saying, listen, we're just going to hold your groceries. And I say, I can be back in a half an hour, you know, and going on and on. And the gentleman behind me, who looked like he probably was in corporate work with a tie and a suit, and he was buying all the handmade salads and everything probably to take to his secretary or receptionist or whoever for lunch. He says, just put it on my bill and go uh. on. And he was, he, was, he was so sweet to do that for me. And I could, because I wanted, I told him, just give me your telephone number or your address. I can mail you a check. He says, no, this is my good deed for the day. He says, I will feel better because I've done this. And that's the first time I realized that other people felt like I do. Because oftentimes as I go through drive-ins to get food, if there's a police officer, a couple cars behind me, I tell the gal in the window to put their bill on my car and just tell them when they come through that somebody paid their way. And oh. I, I, and I said, these people are out there working for me and I've, I've worked for myself and I've, I've had all these wonderful things done for me. And every day, if I can find a way to make somebody happy, I should make somebody else happy. Oh gosh. <laughs> I love that. It's, like the pay it forward kind of deal. It's the pay it forward. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie, Pay It Forward? Yes. That's like my favorite movie. It's so, it's, my mom showed me that movie when I was really young and it stuck with me forever. I'll go through like the tolls on the Sunshine Skyway and if I don't have my son pass and I'm in like a different car, I'll pay for like myself and like three other cars this toll to just like go through, you know, or like if I'm at the grocery store, you pay for it you know the person behind you or like in a drive-thru and stuff like that and like or like opening doors for people or like doing small favors for people or big favors or like just anything you know what I mean like like my neighbor for instance she'll leave her like trash out by the her door and it'll be raining or like she's just not able to get to it well I'll going down that way anyway I'll just take it out for her you know like just the small things really make life worth living and you have no idea what the other person's going through you know what I mean so just doing the smallest gesture could be doing the biggest gesture like it's just so it's so important and I really love that like that's your advice for people is to just live life and just be super kind to other people 
You know what I mean? When you're kind and when you're genuine and you're just such a nice person to other people, it just comes back tenfold in your life. Whether that be anything, whether that just be people just being nice to you or, you know, your life just going much smoother. It's just, you know. I think that's true because I try to be nice to everybody I can. And I'm very happy because I live in the neighborhood where I'm the oldest of everybody. But all my neighbors take care of me in different little ways. And we all appreciate each other. And we all try to do whatever we can for each other. And physically, I don't do as much. But I'm still good at baking and doing things at that time. And, and making Christmas presents and different things. So I said, it, that's important. It's important. Little things add up to a lot of big things in the end. Yeah. Because it... And, it adds to your mental stability. Mm-hmm. It makes you happy inside, and you make somebody else happy too. And I always feel better when I've done something good. I never feel good if if I've done something bad. Yeah. And that's the, that's the way everybody should feel. Everybody should feel that way and not label people. People are all the same. We're all here on this earth for the same thing, to live and to prosper and to have a good life and to enjoy it while it's here. Yeah. Because you just never know when your when your time's up and it's gone. Yeah. You could you could pass away tomorrow. I could go outside and get hit by a car or I could go and something, you know, happen and you know, you have all this life and that's one thing that I really tried to like incorporate in my life is like I always say like if I pass away tomorrow, would I be content? with where I am like if I were to pass away tomorrow and people were to gather at my funeral or my service or celebration of life what would they say about me what would they think that you know you know what I mean I know it's you you don't care so much what others think but like what do people perceive you do you seem like this man life never goes my way like and I'm just like this and this and so angry with the world or are you like truly doing what it is that makes you happy and I want to ask you that question if you were to pass away tomorrow would you be content with your life yes yes I've had a very good life yeah I've gone through trials and tribulations but in the end I can say that I have lived a very good life and I'm very content and I have no fear of of leaving this world and feeling bad about it because I've enjoyed every day that I've had and I've learned different things in different stages of my life so it's been a good life and you know it's not a bad life I've lived yeah yeah no I can tell I can tell just and being in this home too everybody listening like every time I clean her house I I get excited to come here (laughs) I come and I'm like oh I'm seeing Miss Pat today like oh I wonder what we're gonna talk about and oh like because I love cleaning her house too because Miss Pat's not a dirty person at all she keeps everything pretty nice and when I come it's such a nice easy breeze and she truly appreciate appreciates it at the end today she goes before we start this podcast she goes you know Heather when you clean my house, I feel, every time you clean my house, I feel at peace. And that just makes 
my heart happy, you know? And she and she was telling me today, too, because I had explained to her that at the beginning of this year, I had, like, a really rough light or really rough time where I ended up, you know, wanting to take my life and, like, going getting Baker-acted and just all of these things. And, you know, I told her, we had discussed, you know, how many clients I have and, like, you know, uh, how work had doubled for me and everything. And she just looks at me and she goes... You have 20 clients and they all like you're doing that for 20 people, like 20 people. You're basically like making a difference. And sometimes I don't notice that sometimes, you know, you take it for granted and you're like, oh, I'm just cleaning houses like it is just, you know, it's just what it is. But it's true. I love when people appreciate it and I love when people feel like they can breathe and it's one less thing they have to worry about and like making a difference for all of those people and making things a little easier you know it's so important and it's just I like it just it's like a breath of fresh air like coming here and you talking to me and you just you're always at peace and you're always just I come in and she's I knock on the door and she goes, come in. And I come in and she's playing her little games on her computer. <laughs> she plays her games on her computer and all the little sound effects from them while I'm cleaning, I hear. And, you know, she has this dog and um, her dog is beautiful. I, I'm going to say your dog's name, Pr- Miss Princess Diana. And she stays by her side all the time, every single day. And they just are the cutest. When I walk in, it's just like walking into like, a ray of sunshine and I I love coming here because of that it makes me feel very like peaceful especially starting my day off like that you know it's just very important to have that oh I look forward to you coming (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to your company and and the way you make my house so peaceful it's just so nice to sit here and think, oh, it's just so peaceful and it's so clean. That's the best decision I ever made was to give up cleaning this house. <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad that I can make you feel like that. So wrapping things up, I want to ask you if there's anything else that you would want to add. And then on top of that, um, if there is, I want to talk about it and then on top of that, I want you to leave the listeners off, if you could, with one piece of advice out of everything, like anything you could think of in this world that you think is important, you just want people to hear and, you know, really, like, really hear it. I just want to know what that is and if there's anything else that you have to add. I don't think I have anything else to add to my perfect life, but all I can say is live, enjoy it, and be joyful to other people, and they will return all that ten times to you. Oh, I love that. Okay, well, thank you, Miss Pat. <laughs> it's funny because her name's not Pat, but thank you, Miss Pat, for letting me bring you on the podcast. This has truly been a pleasure having you on, and I cried a little bit, and <laughs> I feel like I have two houses to clean after this, and it, I just feel excited to go and clean, and because I'm gonna actually probably listen back to this podcast while I'm cleaning uh, the neighbor's house. So <laughs> this has been amazing, and I know everybody else is gonna enjoy it too. So thank. Thank you. Thank you, and have a nice day. (laughs) All right, guys.
guys, I will catch you next week for another episode of This Is Important. And one thing coming up is I found out that there's another podcast called This Is Important. So I'm going to end up changing my name um, on here. And I have a few ideas and I'm just going to finalize it. And I'll probably be introducing the new name next time I come on the podcast with the next guest. So you guys have a wonderful day. And I hope that you absolutely enjoyed Mrs. Pat. I know that I did. And yeah, guys, have a wonderful day. Bye.